0: Primary ignition, primary ignition. This is the way. This is the way. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. what is up all of you Ugnots and jawas out there and welcome back to another episode of mando talk there is the perfection the uh all of its glory debut of our new intro music that rebel scum texan aka dj foster uh has put together for us and actually there's some more coming down the pipeline with that great intro music and i can't wait to hear the real deal and the full fleshed out version but regardless I am so appreciative of DJ's willingness to be on the show as recent as this past Thursday for our live stream covering all the Star Wars news so that was great but today is our Bad Batch episode 14 spoiler heavy discussion and the title of this week's episode is War Mantle. And man, does it put the war in War Mantle. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode, but I don't want to get too deep because we're going to get to that here in a second. But first thing off the top, as always, let me get these plugs knocked out and out of the way. That way we don't have to focus a bunch of time on them. number one Twitter and TikTok at Mando Talk, we have a lot of fun on those platforms discord link click it in the description we're having a ton of fun on that we're getting to know each other building a community and then subscribe to our youtube channel we are on the road to 100 subscribers we are now 32 subscribers away from that goal we have the goal of getting to that by the time the book of boba fett hits i think i think we are going to make that happen you guys, I'm so thankful for those of you that are helping us reach that goal. Recently, we're kind of seeing an uptick as far as as far as subscribers go on YouTube. Very appreciative of that. Let's keep that rolling. Well, that's all of our plugs. Before we get to the spoilers, I do kind of have an update. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I revealed that I was finally getting around to reading this beautiful novel, Heir to the Empire. It was the very first novel that came out after the original trilogy. I had never read it. Uh, it's not canon anymore. It is Legends. What they've started to do is release an Essential Legends collection. I read. Heir to the Empire in its entirety. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mentioned this, I think, in last week's episode at the very end. If you want to hear me kind of spoiler review of this, if the, if there's some of you out there that are big legends or just novel readers for Star Wars lore, let me know if you want to hear me talk about this. I would love to talk about it. Or if you want to just you know, hit me up on Discord, do that as well. But the update that I have is I just now today... Got the other novel that came out in the Essential Legends collection, and it it is Path of Destruction by Drew Carpician. I've heard great things about this series. It's focused on Darth Bane. I think this novel, and I think Heir to the Empire, they're doing these Essential Legend collection releases I think at a pretty appropriate time. I think we're getting Thrawn soon in live action. And I think it's important for us to revisit maybe the early material of Grand Admiral Thrawn. And I think maybe with the Acolyte coming out soon, we're getting some uh, callbacks to Darth Bane and maybe this idea of the Rule of Two and so forth. So I think it might be kind of important for us as fans to revisit uh, all of the legends and material out there but anyway i wanted to get those two things just mentioned you know if you're interested in me talking about those if if you want to just have maybe a special youtube live stream of me talking about any of the novels let me know hit me up i'd be glad to do it but let's get into this episode episode 14 of the bad batch i cannot wait to uh to talk about this some more. Now, real quickly again, Zach Horvath, I'm so excited to announce this. Zach Horvath is going to be back for our Thursday live stream, and he will also be back next week for episode 15, spoiler review of The Bad Batch. He's coming in clutch. He's coming in with two more weeks left of the show, and I can't wait uh, to hear his thoughts on the rest of this season but we did collect his thoughts on episode 14 so let me go ahead and pull up zach's review of the bad batch episode 14 war mantle and here are his thoughts he says folks we are back to the top tier content this was right up there with the premiere for me in terms of quality it was so good from start to finish and i couldn't get enough i absolutely cannot wait for next week I am right there with you, dude. This was totally, absolutely, 1,000% top-tier content. And, you know, he kind of took those words perfectly as far as, for me, I got such premiere-type vibes with this episode. It was quality content from start to finish. I was engaged. I was wanting more. And, man, that ending was something special. But you know what? Those are mine and Zach's thoughts. And I don't know if I made this clear. Top tier is where I'm feeling as well. So me and Zach, both top tier. Everybody that I saw on Discord, top tier. But you know what? Me and Zach are not the most important uh, reflection of Star Wars on this show. That is you guys. Now, if you want to be reflected on this show go to twitter at mando talk follow us we do weekly polls regarding where you thought uh, this episode or any episode of the bad batch lands as far as quality and here are the results if you're over on youtube you actually get to see the poll results pulled up but i am going to share them verbally for all of our audience out there episode 14 poll over on twitter Star Wars and the Bad Batch fans, what are your overall impressions of Bad Batch episode 14, War Mantle? So we always have four categories. Not for me, it's okay, good but not great, and top tier. Now, 3% of the vote so far. So this vote, this poll is not completely over yet, but that is okay. I think it's pretty clear what the results are going to be for this week's 3%, not for me. I'm going to respectfully disagree with those people that uh, selected not for me. 0% for it's okay. 0% for good but not great. And a whopping 97% for top tier. And I absolutely love, love, love to see those type of results for the Bad Batch. It's been a while since it's been like that clear uh, as far as top tier goes. I'm glad to see... Zach going top tier. I'm glad to see our audience going top tier. I'm glad to see our Discord members going top tier. And yes, me as well. I am going top tier. Now, fixing to dive deeper into this, I want to make sure. I don't think there's actually anything else for me to hit. Let me just go straight into it. We're going to now talk about heavy spoilers for the Bad Batch episode 14. And let's just go ahead and talk about this up off the top. The opener. The opener. The, the very opening of this episode was very, very, very intriguing to me. We see a distressed clone trooper, and it looks like he was kind of wearing normal storm armor. And that storm trooper, or he was actually a clone trooper in storm trooper armor was being chased by creatures and fellow troopers. Now, We don't get a name drop of this clone. You know, as soon as I saw this clone, though, you know, I kind of had a feeling, okay, there's probably a good chance that we've actually seen this clone before, uh, and, you know, we'll get to that here in a second, but Captain Rex, you know, then receives the distress signal from the clone trooper, and we do get this tag drop, CC5576, so it was great to see Captain Rex return he sends this message to the bad batch uh asking for help to go get this clone trooper cc 5576 uh who who sent out that distress signal and he mentions you know captain rex as he is talking to the bad batch he says can't talk right now you know and initially you know i didn't even think about adding this to the notes but as i gave the episode a second watch You know, I mentally started cranking what could be going down when he says, quote unquote, can't talk right now. I am dying to know maybe some theories out there. So if you have an interesting theory about maybe what Captain Rex is doing to where he, quote unquote, can't talk right now, you let me know. Jump down in the comments. I would absolutely love to see it. But the Bad Batch are in the middle of a job for Sid But they decide to go help CC5576. Now, just that little tag drop, the numerical tag for that clone wasn't enough for me to register who that clone was going to be. I'm not somebody that's very, uh, I guess, knowledgeable or remembers those numbers very well. You know, it's easy for me to remember like fives because it's just a bunch of fives, but I'm not good at remembering all those numbers. So I wasn't, you know, as soon as I heard that tagline, I wasn't like, oh, it's going to be, you know, the clone trooper that it ends up being. Uh, So I was still kind of in the I don't know who this is going to be camp uh, for the first third, first, you know, two thirds of the episode until the name drop is actually fully revealed but that was the opener very intriguing you know this idea of this clone trooper being hunted by other troopers you know we didn't know if they were actually clones or if they were just you know normal civilians wanting to fight with the empire in those moments at least during the opener then we see captain rex talking to the bad batch and you know i speculated earlier in the season i may have said that I thought we were done with Captain Rex, you know, and I was very pleasantly surprised with seeing him arrive. You know, it wasn't a big role, but it was, you know, enough to give the Bad Batch a mission for this episode. And tell you what, I I bashed on Sid last week. I am still kind of over with focusing on that character. I like this idea of Captain Rex giving the Bad Batch crew some jobs instead of Sid, you know, and and that's not to be a knock towards Sid because it's Captain Rex. Come on. We would obviously love, love, love to see Captain Rex uh, some more. But that was the opener. Very intriguing. What did you think of the opener of this episode? I thought it set the stakes pretty high and it just kept on going, kept on cranking because we then get to go to Camino. And anytime we go to Camino, that tells me that we are going to dive deep into what is going on with the Imperials and the Caminoans, And that is, in fact, what we get. So Rampart and Crosshair are having a very interesting conversation. Here's kind of the conversation, quote unquote, Crosshair, the operation is ahead of schedule. Rampart, quote unquote, ensure every viable clone is mobilized and keep an eye on them and them being the Caminoans until the time is right. So the Imperials are being very secretive here. We know they're making moves. You know, us as an audience, or those of us that are diehard fans, know that the Empire is eventually going to cancel the clone, uh, the clone operation. They're going to get rid of that, uh, and they're going to go toward this idea of civilians being a part of their army. Um, and we're finally seeing those events come to play. So Nalase informs a group of young clones that their training will continue elsewhere. It appears that clone troopers are being moved out of Camino. That appears to be the operation, maybe, that Crosshair was discussing. They're wiping, uh, they're getting, they're moving everything out of Camino. And then Lama Su informs Nalase of the things that us as fans know. He says that the Empire has canceled the contract with the Kaminoans and he, Lamasu heavily foreshadows their demise as they make plans for their departure. This is going to come back to bite them in the butt pretty soon uh, by the time the end of this episode hits. But man, when we went to Camino, In that moment, I think, first of all, the opener, I knew it set the stakes high, but once we went to Camino, I thought it was pretty well off that it was going to be top tier from that moment because I thought the opener set the stakes, but then that second part there going to Camino really opened up the stakes high uh, for not only the bad batch in the opener, but now essentially – the galaxy in the second part where the empire is now making this transition that's going to have ramica- ramifications uh, throughout the entire galaxy but those were the two things that kind of set the stakes for this episode and i absolutely loved it and then and then we do continue on with the mission so the bad batch arrive on darrow to find that the clone was already captured the clone that they're going after. And again, we don't know the name up until this point. Again, we get the number line. And for me, you know, that wasn't enough for me to register who it was going to be. Hunter, Echo, and Tech go inside the mountain as Wrecker and Omega hang out uh, on the ship. They, they're on standby to come pick them up if they need to be picked up. Inside the mountain, it appears to be a secret Imperial base as the reveal of Imperial stormtroopers led by commandos is shown. Now, one big thing that I want to mention just right now, at least with this, the music in this moment and actually from this moment on in this episode, classic A New Hope music is playing. You know, it's kind of like the trumpet noise or or the beating of the drums, you know, as like Han, Luke and Leia are walking around the Death Star uh, in a new hope. It's kind of like that. I'm not good at, you know, noticing what instruments being played, but you know what I'm saying. You watch the episode. If you're watching the Bad batch, I'm assuming you've seen a new hope. You're following me. you're following me. Uh, I love the music in this episode. it it honestly may have been outside of the premiere, maybe the best uh, audio pleasing episode of the Bad batch up until this point up until this point now like i was mentioning there for a second i talked about those stormtroopers being led by the commandos the helmets and i'll pull this picture up again for those of you that are on youtube the helmets of the stormtroopers are slightly different from the design of those helmets by the time that the age of the empire fully sets in throughout the galaxy if you kind of look closely there i think i saw this on twitter it very reminiscent of Ralph McQuarrie's early concept design of what stormtrooper helmets uh, would look like. I thought that I think that's really cool. I it's not that I thought I, I continue to think that that's really cool that they keep using these old concept art designs that were sidelined that they weren't used once the live action movies came out. I think it's really cool that they keep coming back to that and they use it when they can in animation because that's the perfect avenue to use it but it'll be interesting maybe to see the transition from this early form of stormtrooper onto you know the stormtrooper that we know by the time the empire sets in maybe it's just a phase maybe they just come up with new designs that are more efficient or maybe something plot wise goes down to you know make the empire want to make this change for us as an audience to actually visually see rather than it just being a oh okay their their helmets changed by the time we got to next season for example uh but who knows maybe i'm diving too deep into that but i, I just love that i love seeing the different uh stormtroopers at play and it, it causes you know you know it's a money-making machine it causes you know making new toys making new helmets making new merch with that design on it and fans are gonna go buy it and that's is more money in the pocket and hey i'm gonna be paying it so job well done job well done to lucasfilm star wars disney all involved uh with that next thing in the plot we got echo revealing the designation of tk is beginning to be used for all of these stormtroopers it's not cc which is clone uh commando it's not ct clone trooper or or any of the above That uh, that I'm trying to think of again I'm not good with these taglines not good with them but regardless TK is definitely the one that you hear when a new hope comes around so they're starting to use uh, that tagline CC 5766 is in fact and here's the name reveal Gregor now. Those of you maybe at Zach Horvath that have not seen Clone Wars and Rebels in its entirety, this is a great, great, great connection. I believe in the Clone Wars, Gregor is the commando that kind of sacrifices himself. We see him then show back up in Rebels, and we weren't really sure how he kind of got to that point. This is a little bit of a clue as far as his relation with Rex It's really cool to see them use Gregor, and it just made sense. You know, once you started to hear him talk, his little little laugh that Gregor does, I knew once Gregor started speaking that it was him and that, again, that tagline wasn't enough for me at first, but it, it was great to get that connection. Now, continuing in the plot, Tech triggers a security alert while trying to redirect the troopers, and the reveal of the stormtroopers not being clones is made. You know, they stun some of the troopers. They take the helmets off, and they, they see that they're just normal civilians. They're no longer these clones that are all based on Jango Fett. They're they're not their brothers. They're just civilians that actually want to fight for the empire now the goal here at this location and i'm sure throughout the entire galaxy and why they're trying to move the clones or whoever else and cancel what's going on Kamino is that the clones and this is a theory that we shared earlier going through the bad batch and i think it's something that just kind of logically made sense the clones are training the troopers from throughout the galaxy until they are no longer needed. I think that's something that Thrawn heavily hinted at with Rampart earlier in this season, and we're starting to see it in action and man alive. Did I absolutely love, absolutely love that. Now, as you know, they get alerted and all of these issues start to go down. Great, great, great action ensues as the bad batch has to stun numerous troopers. Now, stunning let's let's talk about this for a minute shall we i think i think i understand the bad batch through stunning their brothers the clone troopers if you will that we've seen throughout all of these previous episodes however maybe i'm going too violent here too dark side don't you think they should be killing these just random civilians that want to do the empire's bidding and they are not being controlled by a chip in their brain. They actually see this as being good. Don't you think we should just not stun them at this point and actually commit to maybe getting rid of them? (laughs) Maybe I'm going too dark with that, but I think the stunning use was a little bit too much. You know, and and I'm, I'm being kind of overly critical with that. Maybe I'm being just a little bit too silly there because it's really not that big of a deal to me, but I think it would make sense. You know, if you're really trying to stop the empire at this point, these people, these troopers are troopers that want to be with the empire. So we might kind of want to get rid of them, but regardless, great action ensues Wrecker and Omega approach to pick up the crew. Uh, the kind of Republic era TIE fighters, if you will, are launched, leading to great aerial action. It's been a minute since we've seen kind of good aerial action in the Bad Batch. Only Tech gets on the ship initially. Donkey, the droid, comes in clutch with giving the ship some repairs as Tech is trying to, you know, go and pick up the rest of the crew, Echo, uh, Gregor and hunter echo successfully gets on the ship gregor successfully gets on the ship but hunter is not successful he tries to use his knife as he's fallen down the cliff but it doesn't help him he just falls all the way down to the surface and an, an imperial troops surround him as the bad batch have to leave the planet because you know it, They're just overwhelmed at this point. Hunter informs them that, no, look, you've got to go. I'm going to make this sacrifice. And, you know, I'll get to it in a minute. But this scene, you know, honestly, my my jaw hit the floor. I was very surprised that Hunter got captured and we're now separated at this point. And I think this is going to create a very interesting and important plot line uh, for the remaining two episodes. And yeah, like I said, emotionally, man, I felt it. And you know what? I'll go just go ahead and say it. Emotionally, I don't think I, I had been connecting with the Bad Batch crew as much as I should have been as an audience or as a fan. Um, but this episode made me realize, OK, yeah, I emotionally do have connections with each of the Bad Batch crew members. And especially Hunter, when he, you know, fell to the surface, he made that sacrifice. I felt it. Um, And I, I felt emotional. I was upset for him. The stakes, again, that I mentioned earlier in the episode, that the episode set them up high. At the end of this episode, sets them up even higher. And that is a perfect example of why this episode is so top tier. And that's not even the half of it. At the very end of this episode, we get some more. Camino uh, scenes where Rampart confronts Lamasu about Nalase gathering medical personnel to leave Camino. So obviously there was a leak somewhere, or actually, in fact, I think Nalase was spotted by Rampart or one of his uh, captains or Imperial officer of getting the medical uh, personnel together. And Rampart confronts Lamassu about this. Rampart has a use for the scientists of Nalase, but he says that he doesn't have a use for the politician of Lamassu anymore. And then we see kind of the door close, but we see one trooper go in on uh llama sue but we don't hear any like blasters going off or anything like that so i guess it's kind of at least right now open to interpret interpretation so i'm going to ask you our audience member jump down in the comments or hop over to our discord do you think that Lama sue was killed in those final moments there on camino I haven't honestly put too much thought into it. I've watched the episode twice, but I've kind of mentally avoided answering this question because I'm not sure how I'm feeling with it. I want to say only because I didn't hear the blasters go off, I'm assuming he's still alive right now. I don't know if maybe they decided just to imprison him. Maybe, I guess, if if I'm saying that he wasn't killed, I think that has to be the answer but it would make more sense for Rampart to just give the trooper the order to kill Lama Sue. So you let me know what you think. It's open to interpretation, at least because I've seen it twice and I think I remember it correctly. And you hear no blaster shots go off inside those closed doors. So it's one of those situations until you actually see the death. Maybe there actually wasn't a death. Uh, But regardless, I do think It's absolute fact at this point that the kaminoans are now viewed irrelevant in the empire's eyes and we'll see where we where we go from there because we know we still have you know those young troopers earlier in the episode leaving the planet we know all sorts of different things are still going down with uh the kaminoans getting moved with the clone troopers getting moved so i think we'll still see some plot points Uh, with them with those groups of people but it's not going to be much because they've definitely set the stakes easily for just a total wipeout at this point if they absolutely wanted to we know that some clone troopers get away because we see that in rebels we see that rex gregor and wolf i believe it was uh got away from working for the empire but we're starting to see it in action i can't wait to see it now the final scene of this episode i thought again I thought again that my jaw was going to hit the floor from Hunter falling. But this final shot, this final scene of Crosshair arriving on Darrow at Hunter's prison cell made my jaw break through the floor, go all the way down to under the the foundation of our home and go under into the surface. It, It was crazy. This episode, again, I've mentioned it already. I'm just nailing the head. Uh, of this nail some more beginning of the episode it sets the stakes very high middle of the episode it bumps them even higher end of the episode it bumps them like through the roof it was insane how this episode executed moment after moment after moment and that just speaks to how beautiful this episode was it speaks to all of our voters out there voting top tier except maybe two or three of you that said not for me i think at this point those people just Aren't fans of the Bad Batch, which is fine. They each their own. Uh, but if you're a fan of the Bad Batch, it seems across the board this is top tier and rightfully. So me and Zach both said that this gives premiere vibes. And the reason why is like I said, it goes from high stakes to higher stakes to the highest stakes. And that is absolutely the definition of a top-tier episode. Now at this end of the episode, with this great visual of Crosshair coming face-to-face with Hunter, taking off his helmet and saying this line, I was hoping for the whole squad, but you'll do. What does that mean? What does he want to do with Hunter? Who knows? That's, I'm assuming that's going to be the next episode. Hopefully, I don't expect to see kind of like a side plot line at this point with Hunter now in custody And with Crosshair, I think it's vital for the story to continue, especially with only two episodes left, for the Bad Batch and company uh, to go after Hunter, to go and get their leader, and maybe in the process redeem Crosshair. That has always been my prediction for the end of this season. I think Crosshair is going to have a redemption moment, but I do think, at least right now, It might be like a sacrifice type of redemption where we see him, you know, meet his end. Uh, Unfortunately, because Crosshair, you know, back in the last season of the Clone Wars was my favorite of the crew. But so it'd be unfortunate to see his character come to an end. But I think that personally is where the story is headed right now. But I'd be okay with him, you know, still having his redemption art, but actually continue to live. Because then I would get crosshair on or in the Bad Batch crew, maybe in a second season. Because I do think, I do think this show is getting a second season, regardless of if, as we've speculated before, if this season has been successful or not, as far as numbers. I think there was somebody in our YouTube comments that made this point, and I think they were right on the money. I think the premiere was so well received that at that point, Lucasfilm and Disney greenlit a second season. And uh, I think that's just going to come to fruition. I think we're going to see that happen. And where I think we're going to leave off Crosshair, you know, redemption, sacrifice. And we do finally see what Zach has been wanting to see. We see the Bad Batch commit to helping maybe Captain Rex. You know, what they kind of showed in this episode. Rex received a distress signal from uh, Gregor. He's, he's too busy right now. He reaches out to the Bad Batch, the Bad Batch go and do that mission. That's what I want to see. I want to see the Bad Batch, just like Zach has mentioned before, get involved with the Rebel Alliance, get involved with the cause. Maybe we'll come back to Saul Guerrero at one point. I think he was set up early in this season for a reason. I'm sure we'll come back to maybe the beginning, the uprising of the Rebel Alliance. Maybe not in this season, but we'll we'll tease it at the end of this season for it to be the main focus Moving forward. I think that's where we're headed. Anyway, what did you think of this recent episode of the Bad Batch? Episode 14, titled War Mantle. It seems like across the board, it's been top tier. But if you, our listener or our viewer, think differently, let us know. And like I've said before, any opinion is welcome here. I just love talking Star Wars with anyone and everyone from top to bottom. It doesn't matter. And I really appreciate you sticking around. If you've watched this entire video, if you've listened to this entire podcast episode, that means you are a huge supporter, and I can't thank you enough. But those are all of my thoughts. But again, let me know your thoughts. Jump down in the YouTube comments or click the Discord link that's in the description of this content. And that's it. Now, again, Thursday, live stream going over the Star Wars news. Zach Horvath is going to be back. He is going to be our Chewbacca to my Han Solo, if you will. What Whatever duo you view me and Zach as that's what we're gonna deliver on Thursday. And then we're gonna hear Zach's thoughts on the final two episodes of the Bad Batch. It won't just be me anymore. You know, I apologize for those of you listening that have just been getting me, you know, I know I'm not as fun and interesting as two individuals going back and forth with banter and maybe some different opinions, but hopefully, you know, you got to get to know your host a little bit more. Maybe my mental thoughts uh, regarding Star Wars, animation as a whole, The Bad Batch, but I can't wait to get Zach back on for these Bad Batch reviews. I think I think we are in for something special. If this episode is any indication, I think we're in for something special these next two. Episodes. But if you've watched this video in its entirety on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Smash the like button on the video as well. It really helps us grow and spread and continue to build this community. And again, we are on the road to 100 subscribers. If you want to help us get there, click that subscribe button. We would really, greatly, really, 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 really appreciate it. And uh, we'll continue to have a bunch of fun here. But that's all I've got. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. But until next time, again, you'll finally hear from other people than just me. And I think you're going to really enjoy it. So make sure you're here with us next week and this coming Thursday for our live stream. And until then, we have spoken.